Hello friends and welcome to episode 55 of the Fetch Everyone Weekly Podcast. FetchEveryone.com is a free website for runners, bikers, swimmers and everyone else. Some websites put their best features behind a paywall. We don't do that. Plain and simple. Visit FetchEveryone.com forward slash podcast to leave your comments, questions, suggestions and blah, blah, blah about the show. And yeah, the rain is gently tinkling down and I'm sat opposite my beloved Katie. Katie, are you here and how are you doing? I'm here and I'm rather fed up, to be honest. Yeah. Because I couldn't finish or continue my swim today that I wanted to continue because I had some aching um, in my left glute, which is right next to the joint that I've injured. And... I didn't feel like I could keep going. I felt like the sensible decision was to stop. Um, so I've done a short swim today and come home in a bit of a grump, in all honesty. Well, that makes total sense, really. I mean, yeah. it's so frustrating. You reckoned it's, what, at least three weeks now that you've been It's three weeks since the, the big event where I had to be levered into bed by you. Yeah. Um, which, when you think about it, is not that long. Feels no, like a but, long time, but it's not. But if you're used to being out there and getting on with it as you are, and your job is a physical job as well, it's yeah. really grinding your gherkins at the moment, isn't it? I think, um, yeah. I think that previously when I've been injured, I've had, I've been able to swim or cycle. Or do something. Yeah. And at the moment, everything feels a bit restricted, really. Yeah, it's as if everything is rooted through that part of your body. Which yeah. I suppose it is. It is. Yeah. It makes you realise just how much you depend on it. Um, yeah. Do you think it's a blessing or a curse that you know so much about the inner workings of your uh, Probably your body? a bit of a curse, to be yeah. honest. I mean, I've got an understanding as to why... Um, pain acts the way it acts and it's a weird old thing and it's a lot to do with your brain getting sensitised to the area of your body that has been injured. Yeah. I know this, but I still can't change that, really. Um, we were just talking about how, like, post-injury, when you're getting back to it, it's hard not to think about the the, the thing that you've you've injured, like... Yeah. You with your back, me with my calves. Yeah. It's hard not to be listening out with every fibre of your body to you know, for the, to try and make sure that it doesn't go wrong again really and you sort of Yeah. Um it's, it's hard. It is hard. I mean I'm reflecting on the fact that over this last week I have managed to have a sort of halfway decent workload. Um I've done three swims. Um, albeit very slow and short with incredibly careful turning at each end of the pool um, and I did a short run walk yesterday um, so maybe I just need to back off a bit yeah you you're you've been on the comeback trail but 
Yeah. Yeah, just back off a bit and... Oof. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you were really... Although you're, like, pretty annoyed, you were sort of pretty soon reflecting on how there's lots of people out there with far worse things going on. And, yeah. and you know, there always are. Absolutely. There's always someone with a with a worse problem out there, but yeah. it doesn't take away from what you're going through either. And, and that, it sucks, but... Well, it reminds you that, you know, I mean, I am very hopeful that this is a short-term issue. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, within a few months, I'll be hopefully back to where I want to be mm. <clears throat> so yeah it, it in the grand scheme of things it's it's a minor issue um and I've even you know considered the idea of what if I can't do the events that I've entered this year and thought actually that's okay I, I'm okay if I can't do them I I'd like to do them I'll be disappointed if I can't but life will go on, and as long as I can do some form of exercise, then then it's okay. So, yeah, patience. Let's stop talking about that now. Enough. Okay, we'll get Tell you on about... the front page of the Sun. <laughs> Katie's metatarsal for the World Cup. No, do you remember that that thing where they they had this sort of cut out and keep Wayne Rooney's metatarsal or David Beckham's metatarsal? And everybody had to sort of pray to it or something that that he would be ready for the World Cup. So um, different story, but I don't really remember it. Um, no. I can confirm my metatarsals are fine. Don't pray for those. Yeah, um, there is one sport at which you're still excelling at the moment, and that is our nightly game of skirt in socks. Yes, wouldn't you say? Not so really. Join us this week, Fetchies. We'd like you to all play skirt and socks. So at the end of the day, you're sitting down watching a bit of telly and your feet are getting a bit hot. So you peel off your socks, offer them up to your loved one for a little sniff just to make sure they're still good for tomorrow. And then you ball them up and you lob them at the nearest or the furthest wall, depending on how ambitious you are. And the person who gets their socks closest to the skirting board is the champion. And you totally roasted me last night. The evidence is still there yeah. for everyone to see. So. Well, that is a good consolation, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what have you been up to this week? Say it quickly and I'll just put my fingers in my ears. Right, everybody. Katie's not listening at the moment, but I did my highest mileage week for at least a year. I did 25 plus miles. Um, I did a some sort of five mile relaxed run on Tuesday. I tried to do an efforty run on Thursday, but I kind of run out run out I run out of energy. I ran out of energy. Um so I did I just had to sort of ease off on the pace. But the wind has just been Annoying. everywhere for the last it feels like that's been around since your back's been around. Um and then on Sunday morning, I got up and I did a 14 miler and I set out thinking, I know what, I'm just going to run straight at the wind for as uh, at least half the way. And then when I turn around, I'll have it behind me and it'll all feel glorious. Um, so I ran through Great Denham Park Run, not on the, whilst it was going on. Um, so I picked up Nightjar's My Fetch Mile 
and then up a river path, which meant that I collected wine legs as fetch mile, and and then back in through the, sort of like the main route into town. Um, but by the time I'd got to about seven miles, I was just feeling like I really wanted it to be over. So those last seven was a bit of a grind. I got a bit of a um, a boost from putting on some music. I'd been listening to to the Archers, more on that later, um, for a while, and then the news quiz, and then I stuck some 90s alternative music on and, and got a bit of a boost. But then that last mile was an absolute pig. Just really wanted it to be over. So I'm supposed to be training for Newport Marathon, and I've been sort of pushing it as far as I can in terms of adding distance to my long runs. Um, but it feels like I'm going to have to keep pushing it now throughout March and April in order to even give myself a chance of doing that. And frankly, unless I start enjoying it a bit more, I'm thinking the the sensible thing to do was to just say, right, no, I'm not going to do this marathon. I'm going to enjoy the fact that I can run again um, because that, that has been good. And just step off and just level out a little bit and then just take things a bit easier and and look to maybe do some longer event later on in the year or next year or something. Yeah, but you could always now, look at an autumn yeah. marathon instead or... I mean, I think there is always a point in marathon training where you think, oh, really, I've got yeah. to do another one of these next week. But I think you've got to it quite quickly this time. Yeah. Probably because you've had such a layoff with your calves. Yeah, I felt like yeah. I had little to no energy in my legs for the last... You have just given blood as well, yeah. though, just to remind you about that, yeah. not That's that long a, ago. It's two weeks now, over two weeks. Mm. So I should have regained the consistency of my soup. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So, I, I think it's yeah. worth keeping an eye on that and just... I mean, I know you were really, really tired when you got back from your 14 yesterday and you had to spend a bit of time lying on the floor. Yeah. Um, but you did also get on and do some kind of jobs around the house and stuff like that, didn't you? You cooked my my dinner for me yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Whilst I watched the rugby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I think I, I want to be enjoying it. And so I'll see where I go over the next couple of weeks and I'll take it from there. So yeah. I, I might keep upping the distance or I might not. I just want to be enjoying it. Yeah, so, watch this space on yeah. that one. Um, and hopefully you'll come for a swim if I get to a swim this Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, I want to get back to that again. If yeah. you come to the pool, you can just push me up and down. Yeah, I'll tell you. Whichever you prefer. It's probably easier to, to like drag you through the water rather than try and push you through the water because then you don't have to try and maintain a, a straightness. Mm. If I'm dragging you, then you can just sort of yeah. flop around like a crocodile's tail if you want. Uh-huh. Um, whereas if I'm pushing you and you do that... How gonna... will you drag me? What what mechanism will you use? Um, I haven't really thought this through because <laughs> you've kind of sprung this on me. Um, but I'll, I'll work something out. Perhaps, um, I don't know, if I get some sort of breathing tube, mm. you could actually just lie on top of me. I'll be face down in the water. And maybe butterfly for me? No, I'd be all over the place then, wouldn't I? 
If I had a breathing, uh, uh, sculling then. Sculling's okay. Yeah. Okay. Gentle butterfly. Yeah. We'll tell you all about that next time. No, we won't. <laughs> right then. So some comments from you lot. The volume seems better. Good. Let's hope the volume is still better yeah. this week. LC2 is listening from Venlo. Is that Sweden? That was last week she was listening from Venlo. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, we don't know where she's listening from today, do we? Netherlands. The Netherlands, okay. Mm. And she was drinking a Mr. Jiggs gin. Yes. He likes to be just called Jiggs for the, the record. gin is called Mr. Jiggs. Yeah, yeah. But there's nothing we can do about that. No, he, he has no say in that. And Sam Jelfs knew exactly where she was because of the brand of gin. Yes. So that's that's good genography. Genography, yes, yeah. indeed. Um, the normal way to put on socks. Well, there was a little bit of a discussion about how people put their socks on. This was I, not another scone issue, is no, it? No, I is don't it? think so. I think people were fairly accepting of how they put their socks on. So each person was um, allowed their own way of putting it on. There didn't seem to be any kind of, yo, if you live in Devon, you have to put your socks on this way. Um, so I actually can't remember how I used to put my socks on. That's how quickly you forget, but... I feel like I'm putting them on now as normally as I ever have. Maybe yeah. with a slight anxiety attached to it. But yeah, definitely. Those sock aids looked good though. I think Trin posted a sock aid, didn't she? And someone else posted one as well. They looked pretty cool. But I don't need one of those. Um, so that's another positive to to put forward. Yeah. Um, how far listened to the podcast with a beautiful waterfall view, which is just lovely to think of the fact that he's actually bothering to go somewhere and listen to our podcast while enjoying something else as well. It's like a double enjoyment. Yeah, everybody else should up their game, frankly, unless you're listening somewhere spectacular. Mm. What are you doing? Well, I I don't know because I'm happy G is using his to make his boring commute better, and I have to say I relate to that kind of more in a way that it's nice to use podcasts when you're a bit doing something quite boring. Yeah. Like I don't know what, but polishing things, you know. <laughs> yeah. Do you polish things? No. 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 No, I don't actually. So anyway, but I can imagine if I was polishing things that I would want to listen to me and you talking. Yeah. What about Pepper Pop? <laughs> Don't let's not go on to that. <laughs> let's not talk about talk about that. Don't talk about it or talk about it. And who suggested strapping a webcam to Stephen? I can't remember now. Um, but we have thought about and even tried putting a Garmin on him, haven't we? Before. I think I've always wanted to. I don't know, remember if I have actually gone that far as to actually do it. He's he's a bit less nutty now on our walks. So I wonder whether it would be quite as interesting these days to do it. But he does sort of dash off, dash back. And we've we've trained him when my dog is being really, really slow and has got kind of miles behind us. We've actually trained Stephen to go and round her up. So if Stephen is ahead of us and Harry, my dog, is like way behind us sniffing every single blade of grass she passes because it's really important to do that, um, we will say to Stephen, where's Harry? Go on, you do yours. Where's Harry, Stephen? That's where's not how Harry? I ever say it. Where's <laughs> Harry? Like that, we go. And Ian is yeah. much more excited when he does it usually. By and large, 
he just stands there looking at us going, what? You absolute lemon heads. What are you talking about? I can see her right there. Yeah. But then eventually he goes, oh, all right. Okay. You want me to run after her? Do you? All right. I'll do that then. And he pelts down towards her at great speed. Um, looking like he's just going to mow her down. And then just at the last minute, Harry normally steps sideways so that he doesn't mow her down. And then he kind of comes running back to us to say, there you go. That's where, that's where she is. I've done my best. Yeah, she will now inevitably catch up for her own safety. Yeah. So. And it, it, it often works. It often works. It works more than it doesn't, yeah. I think. Anyway, enough of that. We have the excitement of a... Mediocre Leisure Centre review section. Review. Review. Um, and it's not from one of us this week. No. No. It's from the fabulous Barefoot M, a.k.a. Barefoot Blinky, if you're a Who Squares Wins player. And here's M now with her review. Hello, Fetchies. This is Barefoot M, sometimes known as Barefoot Blinky, thanks to Who Squares Wins, with this week's Mediocre Leisure Centre report for the Fetch Everyone podcast. Today's Leisure Centre is Freedom Leisure in Sidderford in the Forest of Dean. Zip, 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 zip. Hi Fetchies. That was a, an interesting swimming session. Um, I managed to get my mile swum, which is what I had intended to do, but it wasn't um, as easy as it perhaps could have been thanks to the uh, other people in the pool. I decided to go to the open session at 5.45 rather than the adults only swim at 8.30, just because 8.30 is a bit late for me. Um, So uh, I was sharing the pool with many uh, very excited teenagers and uh, some parents with very small children. So swimming just up and down was was reasonably challenging. The pool has four lanes marked on the bottom of the pool. There were no ropes in place, although I assume they have them for lane swimming. Um, And uh, a nice comfortable hand holds at the end of the deep end and the shallow end. Uh, It's one of these kind of standard leisure centres that has a shallow end for about half the pool and then it gently slopes away to a, a, a slightly deeper um, maybe a metre and a half uh, at the deep end um, and, uh, and it's, a, you know, it's a nice, clean, um, comfortable temperature uh, pool. Uh, the changing rooms were really nice. They looked like they'd been refurbished recently. Um, nice smart lockers and very, very warm, which was um, lovely to, uh, to get out of the pool and shiver my way up the side of the pool and into the changing rooms and, and it was it was lovely and warm getting changed getting dry and getting changed um back into my wet running gear to run home in in the rain so um it was uh it was nice nice while it lasted uh, but i would highly recommend um Cinderford freedom leisure swimming pool um i felt i got good value for my 4 pound 50 um session I could have stayed for not I think the session I was at was 90 minutes long um and I'd given myself an hour to do my mile and I I was slightly quicker than that so I'm I'm pleased with that thank you so much Bear for M um, for that um yes other people in the pool god 
Why? Why do there have to be other people in the pool? Um, Can you imagine swimming with no no ropes and and people going across? No. At the same time. No, I think you were brave to take on that as a as a time to do your mile swim. So well done you for getting it done. I think I might have given up if I was having to swerve around people as well. But um, yeah, eight thirty in the evening does sound a bit late for starting a swim. That is when I coach usually on a Tuesday, eight thirty to nine thirty. And I find coaching absolutely fine usually. Um, but I always think, oh, this is quite late for you guys to be doing exercise, really. Yeah. So, yeah. But well done. Thank you very much for giving us that review. Yeah, you really nailed the ethos of the Media Collegiate Centre review. It was spot on. It was it's exactly perfect. the sort of level of detail yes. that we love. And I like the idea of warm changing rooms. I don't think I've had a warm changing room in a swimming pool for quite some time. No. Imagine coming out of the swimming pool and feeling kind of cosy. Oh, lovely. So thank you very much indeed. And you're going to talk about your site features now, aren't you? Yes, indeed I am. So um, if you go to my blog, there is a link in there to a new cadence tool that I've put together. And um, what it shows you is your pace at different cadences for a whole month and also your cadence at different paces. So it's just kind of like a, a two different views of the same data. And Katie's just wandering off now. No, I'm not I think... wandering off. I'm just giving myself a little bit of... A... I'm not supposed to sit for more than half an hour. So, yeah, Katie's got a, an ice pack down her back. She's got a, a hot water bottle that she's been clutching as well to try and uh, ease the discomfort. Um, so she's just swapping all those around now and uh, and getting herself comfortable again. So the, the graphs show your pace at different cadences and your cadence at different paces. And what I've noticed with mine is that as my cadence increases, my stride length also goes up and my pace also increases as well. Um, and the, the same is true on the other graph. It's just like another view of the same data, really. So I'd expect to see that. Um, but it's interesting to see um, the data laid out like that. And, and for me, month after month, it's the same pattern. But I know there are some of you out there who've had a look at the tool who have seen some slightly different uh, bits of information. And uh, and so it's it's interesting to see that there are different running styles out there that lead to different things. Um, so go and take a look at that. There's currently just a link in my blog um, to that particular tool. Um, and the other thing I wanted to talk to you about was something which I hope to have uh ready for you to use by the time this podcast comes out and that's a, a slider bar on your training log view so if you look at any of your training runs um, or rides or swims or walks there will be a little bar a, a slider bar just underneath the map and if you grab hold of that and drag it from one side to the other it will show you your instantaneous stats at that time so I know a lot of you have been asking for some kind of way of seeing all of the information about your run overlaid in one place. So this is my attempt at sort of fulfilling that. So go and take a look and give that a try and send me some feedback. I'm sure I'll do a blog about it as well so you can leave me some comments. Um, so give that a try. Um, Katie's been standing on one leg. And... I have. I've been having a little bit of a fidget about actually it's it's not so much to ease the pain at the moment because I'm not really in any pain. I'm a bit stiff. Um, and just to clarify, I have the ice pack on my back. Yeah. And I have the hot water bottle because the ice pack makes me feel cold. So 
You, where do you put the, the hot water bottle? On so your I've just been. Yeah. I just had the hot water bottle on my tummy, just keeping yeah. me warm because the ice pack yeah. makes me feel so cold. Um, but occasionally I'll put the hot water bottle on my back. But just now and quite often, I'm just using it as a keeping warm tool. Yeah, so you're create, creating a sort of current through your body, aren't you? That's. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> there a... is no. I don't think there's any science behind it except for the ice makes my back feel yeah. nice. Well, that's what wind is, isn't it? Is is um, the air travelling from uh, warm areas? I don't want to get into talking cool about areas. my wind. No, okay. There's no science to that. I can no. tell. No. <laughs> let's not let's not talk too much about that at all. Actually, yeah. yeah. But the science behind normal wind is is that yeah. it goes from cold to hot. Is it? No, it because hot air is expanding and uh, oh. trying to disperse. Then it, it travels to the cold area. Oh, I so that's see. why it, um, I think it's like that anyway. Okay. The man at Tesco Click and Collect used to be a meteorologist, um, so I will ask him when I go there Okey-dokes. at midday today to get our goodies. All I can tell you from the point of view of uh, actual depth of penetration of these heat and cold packs, they don't go very deep. No. So they they are. Very much just a kind of a distraction to your brain. Yeah. More than anything, they're not going to get in deep into your tissues. No. Well, I hope it's helping. It is helping. It is helping. I wouldn't keep yeah. doing it if it wasn't making me feel a bit easier. Anyway, sorry. That's quite all right. We've got some uh, featured fetchies to come up now. And um, we, I suppose, wanted to point you, we normally point to you, point hair. A thread or a blog or something, and uh, this week's thread is the. It's called My Name's Duffo, and I'm an Archer's Addict. Mm. I'm not sure Duffo is still active on the site, or so even. We have not seen Duffo for some time. No, but um, his memory lives going, on in the thread. The thread yeah. is going strong still. <clears throat> I'm an occasional contributor to that thread, um, but an avid Archer's listener. I am. Um, I make sure I'm up to date. Um, sometimes I like to save up my episodes to listen all in one go when I've got a yeah a boring commute or a walk or something that I want to do. So, yeah. but avid listener and um, the excitement on the thread this past week has been that several of its members um, have been to Ambridge, which is where the Archers is set, which is in fact a studio in Birmingham. And um, they've been for a tour of the arches and all sorts of things. So there's some there's some photos in the gallery, and on the th- on the thread. Um, and we also have uh, a lovely piece from them, which we'll listen to now. Here we all are in the mailbox in Birmingham. Um, I'm Baroness BL, Hells Bells, Quimby, Ice Maiden, Lazy Daisy. Jenny well, it's lovely to meet you all, and uh, here we are. I, I know some of us have met before, but most of us haven't. Um, what are you all looking forward to about being in Ambridge? <laughs> well, we were planning on doing the um, park run, but, uh, but yeah. it was cancelled this morning. I know, Felpersham's yeah, like that. <laughs> so, so we're looking forward to the tour, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and how long have you been listening to the Archers, Hells Bells? Probably as long as I've been born. Wow, wow. <laughs> what about you, Quimby? Have you been a lifelong fan? Definitely, yes. Yeah. And, and when did you start listening, Ice Maiden? Probably at least 20-something years ago. No, 40-something years ago. You're right. 40-something years ago. 
I, yes, I've been listening. I'm I go back to Walter Gabriel and Tom Forrest. Time, wow, that, so yeah. that's a long time. I'm ago. a relative newcomer. I've only been listening about 15 years. Yeah. I think. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I've been listening for probably 40 years as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, well, we'll be going into to the BBC building just behind us in a moment or two. So I guess we'll catch up again once we've um, been through the farm gate or wherever <laughs> we're going. <laughs> <laughs> right well we've we've just come out of Ambridge we're back in Birmingham now <laughs> and here we are the victorious bridge farm yes. team <laughs> what did you think Lazy Daisy <laughs> um, it, it was good fun yes it was uh, interesting to see the sound effects and the props and things like that the best bit was the quiz at the end because we won <laughs> I think we knew collectively more about Ambridge than anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> we were very competitive. Yeah, we were very competitive. Competitive? Us. Surely <laughs> not. Yes. I, I enjoyed recording at the end the, um, the episode where Grace died in the fire. Oh yes, Baroness did a very good introduction. <laughs> yes. And, and um, Jenny Farfar, you did fantastically on the yes, sound effects. Yes, I was. It was quite stressful following the script, but I did my um, clipping hooves and um, shoes, shoes, shoes in a box. Yes, yes. And I think the slow I walk back after yes, Grace yes. died. <laughs> so, are we all glad we came? Very much so. Yes. Thank you very much. Yes. Thank you, Baroness. And um, we won. A prize that money can't buy in the um, in, in the quiz uh, on our knowledge of the archers, of, of which we did sort of wipe the floor with everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> it was the banging on the, the, the buzzer so that we got our answer in fast that showed the competitive nature. Has, has anyone got a, a, a taster of what the, the prize is and can just tell well, us a little bit? A taster would be about the right word. Yes. <laughs> it's a top secret recipe. I think you've got it there in your hand, haven't you, uh, Hells Bells? Well, it's it's Jill Archer's famous flapjack recipe. I mean, can you can you tell us what we might need to pop to the village shop for tomorrow if we want to make it? Oh, you might need some whole rolled oats, some butter, some golden syrup, and some demerara sugar, and half a lemon. Well, we're we're all runners. We've all eaten flapjacks in our time. Does this sound like the sort of good recipe that we? You know, we might need to fuel up before. Well, I think Jill must have a secret ingredient because this does sound very much like a bog standard blackjack <laughs> recipe. <laughs> well, I'm sure we're all going to enjoy making our our flapjacks when we get home. Thanks for for coming along, everyone, today. It's been great to meet you all, and um, hopefully we might even be able to put a bit of our a little dramatic um, Grace Archer episode into the podcast as well. But I suppose now we ought to go out on a tumpty tumpty tum 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 What a lovely melodious way to finish that contribution. Thank you very much, everybody. Uh, it sounds like you had a nice time. Sounds like there was some wine involved as well. Yeah. Uh, bit of giggling, but sounds of things. Yeah. No, it looked, it looked, the pictures looked really good. I love the fact that they've managed to find the baby, baby Zander. Yeah, um, I, and there's an explanation as to why the baby in the, the picture has red tape over its eyes as it's well. It's not a real baby. Yes, it's a it's, dolly. It's a doll. Yeah. And the reason why they, they have the tape over its eyes is because it's the kind of baby with the eyes closed when you lie it down and, and open, mm. like like pretty much like me. Yeah. I, I lie down and my eyes go to uh, and I'm asleep. Yes, that's, so that's my true. thing. I have two modes. 
Um, so they have to tape its eyes shut so that it doesn't do the click clack click clack yeah. during the recording. So it's true. What a great insight. Great insight. We loved yeah. it. Thank you very much for doing our uh, our podcast a treat. Yes, thank you very much, thank everybody. You. And we've got another contribution now from Sweetie, and she's been going for some swim coaching or swim analysis. Anyway, no spoilers from me, over to Sweetie. Good morning, Fetchies. It's Sweetie here. Um, it's about half seven on a Sunday morning, and I'm currently sat in my car outside a very posh private school in Somerset. Um, what am I doing here, I hear you ask? Um, I am here today for a uh, swim clinic. Um, it'll be all day. I am hoping today to get some feedback on my swim stroke. Um, just because the last 12 months really I've been working quite hard at my swimming but haven't really seen much improvement. So I am hopeful that today I'll be able to get some good pointers on what to be working on just so that I can see my swim improve over the next 12 months. I will let you know how I get on. Zip, 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 zip. Hello again. Um, we're halfway through the day here now. I've kind of snuck out in my lunch hour just to give you a quick update. Uh, we started the morning uh, with about an hour of, of classroom tuition before heading to the pool. Um, we had a 90 minute pool session. Most of that was doing individual video analysis. Um, and then in the in the lunch break now, we've just gone back over those video analyses. And um, I've been really surprised, actually. Um, there are some good things about my swim stroke, which is which is always nice to know. Um, things that I thought I was doing right, like my body position in the water, um, rotation and breathing, I'm, I'm pretty happy with. Um, but there was a real surprise in terms of what I'm doing on my catch. Um, so it has been really useful to see on the video um, sort of a glaring error, if you like, that I really need to work on. Um, it appears I have a very straight arm catch. So when I'm pulling through the water, a lot of the energy I'm putting in is actually just pushing downwards rather than pushing behind me to propel my body forwards. Um, so I've got some really good uh, suggestions and drills to be working on um, over the next few months to try and get that to improve. So I'm really quite excited, actually. Um, it's nice to have something really tangible to be working on. We're going to head back to the pool now this afternoon for another session where we're going to practice some of those drills. So again, I'll give you an update on how that goes. So here we are at the end of the swim clinic day. It's been a really full-on day. We've had more time in the classroom this afternoon. Um, and then, as I was saying, two hours in the in the pool working on different drills. Um, they went through almost every drill you can possibly imagine, I think. Um, everybody in the class has different things that they're going to need to be working on. So they went through every drill um, just to make sure that we all kind of know um, how to do them correctly um, and then they'll be giving us individual training plans uh, to go away with to work on over the next few weeks. Um, for me it's mainly going to be sculling drills um, which I kind of dread because I find them quite difficult and I'm not very good at them but that in itself is probably very suggestive of, of that being a weak part of my stroke. Um, having seen the video analysis and seeing that it is obviously something I'm doing wrong that I need to correct I think I'm much more likely to go to the pool and work on those things than I otherwise would have done so it's been really useful from from that perspective 
and also to have the time in the pool this afternoon um, going over those drills with the coaches there to make sure that, that I am doing them correctly. Um, obviously, there's no point practicing stuff if you're not actually doing what the drill was intended to achieve. Um, so on the whole, yeah, it's been a really, really useful day. I'm so glad I did it because I was quite, quite nervous to go. Um, so I would certainly recommend if anybody's um, looking to improve their swimming, um, getting a video analysis done in particular is a hugely useful thing to do. Um, I will certainly be updating my blog in the next few weeks um, with how those drills are going and whether I see any improvement. Um, I will certainly let you know. Bye for now, Fetchies. Thanks, sweetie. Oh, that sounds really interesting, actually. And that um, uh, straight arm position is really common. Um, quite often, um, people are pressing down onto the water, um, which can have quite an impact, actually. So you quite rightly said that you're not putting the energy into pushing the water backwards, but you're pushing it down. Um, but it can also lift you out of the water a little bit as well, lift your body and head out of the water a little bit. So... Yeah, ideally, you, your catch is sort of straight in and starting to pull back with that nice sort of bent arm with the elbow higher than the wrist, wrist held higher than the, the hand. Um, but that sounds like a really interesting day, one that I probably enjoy, in fact. Um, and before I'd hurt my back, I was actually starting to think that I probably needed another swim analysis because I feel like I need something fresh to work on. And I think one of the things that you mentioned was it's really lovely to have a tangible aspect to work on and even if it does mean doing some of those drills probably skull number one skull number two um for you it, it it yes they can feel a little bit tedious but if you see the results in your swimming which i'm sure you will um then it can feel massively satisfying as well yeah uh, it's one of those astounding things just how difficult it is to imagine yourself swimming and, and to and to see what all yeah. your arms and legs are in fact doing. Yes. Um, yeah. And I think although we a, a lot of us know how to swim or have developed a way of swimming, mm. there's so much more variability in, in styles than there is in yeah. running, which I think is probably a more natural thing for us to be doing isn't it so yeah definitely I was actually watching someone in the pool today who was breathing almost completely the wrong part of front crawl um and and it just looked so awkward but it's obviously how she's learned to swim yeah um and I obviously I can't approach random strangers in the pool and mention this to them but um yeah it was interesting to see that and I think it's a it's such a technical thing to to swim well but when you see it being done really well like there's we've got an ex-olympian that comes to our pool every so often and watching him it's it i think he takes about sort of six or seven um strokes <laughs> strokes to make it from one end of the pool to the other um with this really efficient stroke that he's got so yeah. yeah, it's lovely to watch it. And um, I'm glad you had a good day, sweetie. And we look forward to hearing how you how you get on with putting those drills into practice and what it means for your swimming. Thank yeah, you. definitely. Right then, so uh, I'm going to go make you a new hot water bottle. And Are you? Something like that. Whatever whatever you need. I'll I think try I'm going to go and try you. some stretching. I think that's going to be my next thing once I've um, done a bit of the podcast editing. Yeah. Um, but this week, I think... I'm just going to do a little bit more swimming if it feels okay. 
maybe a little bit more run walk but that's not really the priority to be honest so if I need to leave yeah. that out I'll leave that out um and um yeah that's about it how about you are you gonna extend your 14 or um cut back or I I will do three runs this week um I think Friday will be my day for my long run but uh, I'm going to A, see what the weather's like and B, see how I'm feeling about that. Yeah, um, okay. So I can't see me... I don't feel like I want to extend it at the moment. No. Um, but I might get sort of, I don't know, eight or ten miles into a long run and, and decide at that point. Yeah, um, if it's feeling good and you're just having... Yeah, you know. I mean, the, the I might not get further than 14 but if I can do a 14 that feels better than the 14 I did mm. uh, on yesterday morning then that's a start isn't it so definitely um, yeah are we going to discuss the six nations um I'd rather not but I suppose I suppose we should the one thing I wanted to talk about was um we had a mention on the thread a while back about the fact that there's also an under 20s and um a women's tournament on at the moment and I was lucky enough to catch the England-Ireland game, uh, which was up in, I want to say Wigan. Doncaster. Doncaster. I don't know why I wanted to say Wigan then, but um, Doncaster. Maybe you just wanted to say Wigan. Maybe I did. Um, and I have to say that it was a really interesting game to watch. Um, the The England team are, I think, all professional, bar perhaps one player who I think yeah. at the moment is not. If they've got uh, the majority are centrally contracted, but then they get a few around the fringes who haven't got the contract for that year. Yeah. Um, so, but, so yeah, but yeah. on the whole, they're all professional. And the Ireland team are not, um, apart from a few, I think. So it's kind yeah. of the opposite way around for the Ireland team. Um, and one of the Irish players um, is a student nurse and apparently does quite regularly 13-hour shifts after she's done a Six Nations um, game, which is just oh, astonishing, really. Um, but I really enjoyed watching it. And um, what was interesting was that Ireland actually, despite the fact that they're not professional, played incredibly well. Um, but what was noticeable was that when England got the ball and were attacking, they quite often scored. It was yeah. sort of like okay, we know what to do now and we know how to skip past your defence. Whereas the other way around, the England defence was very strong. So the Irish players, although they played with a lot of heart, they just couldn't quite get past. Yeah. Um, but it was really it was really good to watch and it, it really is a, a different game to watching the men's game, in a sense. But, um, yeah. but no of... less exciting and no less physical and no less... Yeah, I, I think... Um... There was definitely a bit of an imbalance between the teams. I think what yeah. it was like forty nil or something around us. Oh, I can't remember the score um, now, but it was to nil. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a, a definite imbalance, but you think that if you had two teams that were equally professional in terms of you know yeah. how much time they could devote to it, then yeah. it would be would be great to watch. Uh, it was still good to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was nothing wrong with the the. The watching of it, it is always interesting, I think, to see a very professional team play a team that isn't professional but still just plays a really physical yeah. and hard game. Um, there was one funny bit in the commentary where um, the commentator said, 
Uh, and she's a beef farmer, so she's very determined. Yes, that was funny. It was like they were really trying to find things to say about that, weren't they? Yeah. Um, which was, you know, kind of hilarious. But no, I thought it was it was good. Which was the World Cup um, team? Which which country had a non-professional World Cup team? There was someone... Which was oh. that? Was it one of the South American teams? I can't remember. No, I can't, but I can't but again, I remember them sort of talking through what, what each of the players did and it was kind of astonishing to think that that's how it used to be for all of the teams, yeah. um, to have that kind of level of commitment to your sport and to having to do a, just a normal job yeah. as well. I think um, it was the, the the very early 90s when they, as like on the whole, they started to become professional. Yeah. Um, and I think England led the... The, the pack on that as well yeah they changed over first um, yeah. yeah no but it was really good to watch and I'd like to see if I can catch some more of it it's on Sky 1 generally so it's one of those sort of if yeah. you've got free view then you should be able to see it and some of the matches on YouTube as well I think oh are they yeah um, and the under 20s is on something called Sky Sport something I can't remember but it is on but I don't think we have it as a mm. channel we don't really have any Sky Sports do we so, no yeah. No. So anyway, anyway, yeah, that was good. So we enjoyed that and we won't talk about the rest of the Six Nations because it's too hard for Ian to cope with. <laughs> well, no, England did well. They really sort of put the put the mocks on Ireland and yeah. um, just by virtue of kicking it over their heads and catching it when it bounced better than the Irish did. I think that was... The... I think there was a bit more to it than There that, was a bit but, more but to it. But we can leave yeah. it there and... Um, <laughs> Sexton didn't have a great game either with the with the boot or with the catch. No, he um, didn't. He he looked like he was heavily strapped up around his right thigh. Yeah. So I don't know whether that had any bearing. Um, that was the other feature of the um, women's uh, game. Two Irish players were taken off on stretches, and one definitely had to go to hospital. So that yeah. just goes to show that it is pretty physical. Yeah, they certainly weren't holding back. No, they weren't holding back. Oh, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to watch some more of that. Um, good. So that's that, really, isn't it? Yeah. Let's go and get you mended, and we'll see you next week, Fetchies. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button if you haven't done it already. And visit fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast with your comments and whatever. And um, we'll see you next time. Oh, send your audio contributions. We've got some more to come. Yes, we yes. have. Yes, so we, we actually had, a. I think it's probably like a record five mm. different contributors during the last week. So we crammed in as many as we could this week. Um, but if you haven't heard yourself this week, we will definitely get you in next time. Yeah. Um, but keep those contributions coming so you can just record a file on your phone and email it to podcast at fetcheveryone.com. Fab. Thank you. See you next time. Bye. Love you. Bye.